Welcome to episode three of the Leader of Learning podcast. In this episode, we talk about advancing education through collaboration. So even after the first few episodes of this, uh, albeit new, podcast, I think some themes that are starting to emerge as it relates to education and educational leadership are that, one, leadership takes on many forms and can happen regardless of people's positions or titles, and two, that leadership in education requires everybody to come together and collaborate. It's not one person doing all of the work. My guest today, Jamie Donnelly, embodies and embraces that concept. She's involved in many facets of education, even not being a classroom teacher. She's a former classroom math teacher, currently works for Who Knew It, formerly known as Atomic Learning. She has her hands in many different forms of educational leadership from collaboration efforts. And when I talk about collaboration efforts, I mean global collaboration efforts to Twitter chats, a website, presentations that she does on immersive technology, or better known as augmented, virtual, and mixed realities. Uh, She's a friend of mine. She's a great resource and definitely a leader in education. Here's my interview with Jamie. All right, so I'm speaking with Jamie Donnelly, and uh, just for our listeners, if you wouldn't mind uh, introducing yourself and and maybe discussing some of your work with Who Knew It and, and what Who Knew It's all about. Yeah, definitely. I'm Jamie Donnelly. I'm here in East Texas. Um, have had a chance to get like, you know, like we've talked about before, been involved in a lot of different things and went through basically just creating a lot of integrated technology type resources for atomic learning at the time. Now who knew it? And then later transitioned into more of a team member. I'm now part of their marketing team. Um, but in light of all of that, the, the goal was to say, hey, you're, you're doing all these things. This is what you're a part of already. You know, we'd love to be a part of that with you. So um, have Global Maker Day coming up, you know, finished off and fully finished for me, um, EdChange Global. And um, a part a lot, I, I want to say my passion is really immersive technology with augmented virtual and mixed reality. So lots of things going on on that that front and uh yeah so that's you know I'm part of a lot of different areas on the outside world and as far as who knew it goes doing more of the marketing and working with the ambassadors actually I wanted to talk about that um and so remind me if I forget to ask you about the ambassador part but if yeah. you could back up just for a second what's who knew it all about yeah uh you know in- initially atomic learning was more of an online platform to receive your professional development and, you know, going through what Who Knew It has transitioned into, they've now acquired other companies and they have really transformed into more of a professional development resource as opposed to just 
um, instructional technology, which is it was more geared towards on that end. And now you see it more of an encompassing of interactive professional development. So um, they have the learning framework where it's learn it, do it, share it, and prove it. And so a participant now will go through the full process of learning something instead of just I'm watching a video and I go and do some dishes while I'm listening or letting that run. Now it's, no, if you're not listening and you're not participating, then you won't be able to do a do it activity. You certainly couldn't share what you just created and you won't be able to prove it in the assessment or reflection piece. So I think it really just ties into how we need to learn as learners. And so there's been a big shift on the PD side. They've also now went and added a data side um, company previously known as VersaFit. And um, the data side is just rocking and rolling. They're all about, you know, really preparing our schools with the data that we need to make good decisions, to know our students and where they're at um, academically and behavior and location. And I mean, all of the other factors that are involved with that as well as early um, intervention. So really like looking and finding those things, uh, an early warning system help notify us so that our students don't get lost and stuck behind. Now, you mentioned uh, that one of your duties uh, in your role at Who Knew It, uh, formerly Atomic Learning, is to lead their ambassador program. Uh, I actually, I wanted to ask you about this, like I said, because I have an episode coming up where we're going to be talking about teacher ambassadorships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just to preface the question, there was an article that came out roughly a month ago in the New York Times that was, in my opinion, a little bit confusing. Uh, but I think there were certainly uh, things written in the article that essentially were negative toward these educators who are putting themselves out there and joining ambassador programs and even the companies who have ambassador programs. What are your thoughts there? I think that um, there's every program's different. Um, I'm part of a lot of ambassador programs, as you are. And I think that for me and creating the Who Knew It Learning Ambassador team, it was more about an investment into people. I've always, it's always been about that. It's been about people. And I think I wanted to do something different with the ambassador program because it was more about the community that we were building instead of it being about our company. And I think that is, I see both sides of the spectrum. I I see when a company's like, hey, we're, all you need to be about now is our company. And I don't like that. I wouldn't want to join that. I don't want to be a part of that. This exclusive club is also not what I, what I appeal to. I know that some people like to wear their badges and say, hey, look at me. I've, I've accomplished this at, or the other. That's never been my intentions with this program because it's always been about an inclusion of everyone and that it's about all of our learners, whether it be students or teachers or administrators or whoever that is. And to me, when I think about this whole discussion, I think there's a lot we could talk about that is not going right. And it's really interesting that we're taking the ambassador program because it's been so good for so many people in a lot of different companies. Um, even if it, I can understand being upfront and stating, you know, where you're from, but um, why we would need to go beyond that and say, you can't receive anything. I mean, forget conferences, forget vendor hall, because any, you walk into that vendor hall, you're receiving stuff. You're getting candy from their table. You're getting treats for what they provide. They provide meals. They provide, you know, so it's just kind of like beyond ambassadors, we're questioning everything. 
do not receive anything from it. stickers, everything. So, you know, it's like, where do we draw the line? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, as a, a journalism major in college, uh, we spoke about, you know, it was advised that we, as we were starting our careers or even just in, in school, learning about how to be a journalist, you never accept gifts. And that could be like a free pen uh, that you get from someone's uh, a politician's office or something. And, yeah. um, and so I think now some of those questions are, are coming up here, too. One of the things that you said about the Learning Ambassador Program with Who Knew It and, and in general, your feelings are that sense of exclusivity and, and having it be just an exclusive community is not really your thing. You want it to be more global and, and for there to be more collaboration, which is a nice segue into uh, the next question that I wanted to ask you because I know you do a ton of work around this uh, when it comes to global collaboration. What kind of work are you, do, are you doing and what opportunities and experiences are out there that exist in that, in that world of global collaboration? You know, initially I wanted to run an ed camp several years ago, it feels like now, um, and it wasn't an opportunity for me. I kept getting, no, no, that's a risk. We're not going to do it. Still so fresh and new and people weren't really embracing it. And um, finally I said, why am I waiting around for somebody to give me a yes? We're already connected. and Granted, where, how much I was connected on social media, I can't say it was to a huge extent, but I was connected. And um, I just basically just let out like this opportunity. And I, I imagine maybe 100 people hop on and I had talked to Deb Acheson and several other people as well, Cassie Reader and um, lots of the girls from Plano ISD. And so we, we had got together and talked about some opportunities to have this virtual event and doing it, you know, through every platform, which kind of blew everybody's minds. Uh, what? How did that work? We can't do every platform. Um, and so then when we did this, uh, a lot more people than we anticipated joined in, a lot more countries than we anticipated. We had a full 24 hours because we're crossing every time zone. Ended up becoming an extremely successful event, and we've had quite a few since. We started off narrowing it with teachers and then, then going to students. And in the process of doing this, I really felt more passionate about the doing for the collaborations fantastic but you know moving beyond collaboration with the creating you know like all right we've learned this now what what are we going to do with what we learned and um that's where global maker day is coming in and we're actually having global maker day this month um i'll be in massachusetts hosting um global maker day um at in burlington school district and also at mass q so following that, that day of the event, we'll be doing more making, Mary Alice, uh, Curran, and myself. And then the organizers will also be at their homes, kind of helping organize. Um, Sarah Thomas, Matthew Lincheck, Amy Storer. And um, so, yeah, we, we have Global Maker Day happening. I feel like I've done a lot of these little global things, uh, lots of different, been part of a lot of different things. And, and ultimately what it boils down to is just, getting together with your PLN, building your PLN and, and collaborating on topics and, and really just moving forward beyond location, funding, even time, you know, because it's so flexible with when you pop in. So, um, yeah, so it's, we've had great success. It's definitely a need. 
So one of the things that I mentioned to you as we connected for this interview a few minutes ago was that uh, I wasn't sure where to go with the theme here. And, and I think actually hearing you speak, um, one of the things that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the things that, that I sense in all of your answers and the work that I know that you're doing uh, at your company and, and at these conferences and events and just um, what you're passionate about is advancing education in any way possible. And so actually, I wanted to basically uh, end with the question that I know you're probably dying to answer, which is I know a huge passion of yours and the way that you lead in terms of advancing education in the space of augmented and and virtual reality. Uh, I know it's a big interest of yours. It's a passion. Uh, you, You do so much to stay on top of that. So please discuss how augmented and virtual reality are, are changing the landscape of education. Yeah, that's a big question because uh, we don't know still. I think it's still every day I wake up and there's something brand new and it, it's exciting. It's constantly changing. I function that way. I'm not good with the same old, same old. Uh, so constant change for me is how I'm driven. Um, so, but, you know, you had mentioned like advancing education and I think that's an interesting thing because I, I don't know if advancing education per se is my my passion behind all of it, but it's the people behind it. And I think that's where I'm really passionate is really just the connection with people. And whether that be when I was a math teacher and teaching math, whether that be, you know, instructional technology, whether that be at who knew it, whether that be, uh, you know, talking about immersive technology and all of those things, I think it's the people that really drive me. And I think with immersive technology that we're finding that it's giving opportunities both to our students, to educators, to people, to connections beyond what we've ever had before. And um, these types of experiences that haven't been available before are now. And we're starting to see, especially an explosion with some of the latest uh, releases and uh, just, I'm actually finishing up a book right now for ISTE on um, augmented and virtual reality. And in this book, I feel like it's already going to be outdated by next week. You know, I mean, it's, there's things changing every week. So you kind of talk about the theme of what is changing and why things are changing and why it should continue to change. What are our challenges to move forward? So um yeah, I, you know, there's so many great things about it. And I, I agree with you totally. You know, you and I have only met a couple of times in person, but we've certainly been connected for a while. And, and uh, I, I agree that that your work is around people and, and collaboration and whether that's virtually or in person, um, absolutely bringing people together to quote unquote advance education. And, and I can vouch uh, you know for for you and and for the listeners knowledge that every wednesday you have a people oriented people centered twitter chat around ar and vr at edu it's it's probably i mean i've literally i've told people before probably one of the most interactive and fun and engaging okay. twitter chats there is so uh plug time plug your plug your ar vr chat and and website and all that stuff yeah ar vr i n edu.com. Lots of resources. I'm trying to just keep everything that I have collected throughout the years and put them in one place so it's easy to share. Um, And then, you know, we have our ARVRINEDU, so ARVRNEDU hashtag that we use every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And we get together. I, I think for me, I mean, we've all done a million Twitter chats out there. If you've never done one, this is, this may not be the one you start with, but it's, 
if that's your passion, this might be a perfect one for you. Um, but I think just really changing the way we do those Twitter chats should be something you walk away with, like that you got to play around with. It's fun and engaging. And I wouldn't want to do it if it wasn't like that. So I, I try to keep it fun for me, I guess. It is It is fun and it's different. And uh, you're right. Maybe you, you wouldn't want to get started with it if, if it's your first chat. But, you know, giving a tool uh, in augmented and virtual reality and, and immersive technology somehow to the participants and say, here, download this or check this out. Let's try it. Let's use it and have fun with it for a half an hour every Wednesday night. It, it's definitely fun. Um, it's about, I think, all the time we have. But um, tell, tell folks how they can connect with you and contact you on social media and, and websites and all that. So I'm at Jaime Donnelly. I always say that because my first name is spelled like Jaime and it's J-A-I-M-E. My last name's pretty funky too. Thanks to my husband, Donnelly, D-O-N-A-L-L-Y. And I think you could pretty much find me on any social media platform, but I probably collaborate through Twitter and Voxer more than anything else and certainly can connect with me on the website and you know I'll I'm pretty much back to people within a day so if you have any questions or ideas or you something you want to share and you want me to amplify you know tag me and let me know and I'd love to share it out. Jamie, I want to thank you so much for joining me as a guest on this episode and sharing all of the things that you shared. Uh, for the listeners, again, as I mentioned before I spoke to Jamie, leadership in education takes on many forms. If you are an educator yourself, if you want to step up and lead the way, it does not matter what position you're in, what title you have. Go out there, get connected, collaborate with other educators, not just in your buildings or maybe even in your state, but around the country and around the world. I want to reiterate that Jamie is heavily involved in global collaboration events and uh, global collaboration resources. Just a reminder that Global Maker Day that Jamie mentioned is coming up on October 24th. And again, AR and VR in EDU, hashtag AR, VR in EDU. Twitter chat happens Wednesday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's a half an hour long chat, and it is one of the most fun, engaging Twitter chats that you could possibly be part of. If you want more information about this podcast or want to reach out to me, please don't hesitate to reach out at dan at leaderoflearning.com, the website blog and to find episodes of this podcast with the same name leader of learning please visit leaderoflearning.com or find me on twitter at leader of learning that's l d r of learning on twitter thank you so much for joining me and Jamie on this episode we will continue to discuss educational leadership in future episodes i really appreciate you tuning in don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play or anywhere where podcasts can be found. And feedback is always welcome. Thanks so much. 